Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's Basketball Show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. So, Caruso, I think he got like three for 37 or something like that. Which, you know, I I think Caruso is a, he might as well, if he got the shot, I think he's a starting point guard. Like, he plays defense. Yeah. No, but you not. can't complain about like <laughs> not a star coach. Who do you, you, you can no. complain about Luke Kennard. Like you know, right, right. Luke, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, he's better than Luke? fucking Caruso. Luke, Luke oh, you Kennard think so? Luke, Luke Kennard, Kennard, yes. <laughs> I'd rather have Caruso. Okay, I respect he that. Had, he got four for sixty, I believe. Kennard did, and uh, Caruso yeah. just got what four for thirty-seven. So, I mean, you're still looking at. A pretty big so difference. So Caruso's salary. the better deal, but even like, even skill set wise, I think I like Caruso more than Kennard. Like he, but in fairness to Kennard, like he had a rough. He hasn't really had a role on the Clippers. Yeah, he's gotten his opportunity, but it, it, he just doesn't fit with that team. I think it's a it's a character thing. I think he's a little. He appears to be a little soft. It's Paul out George's there. Fault. Oh come on, Paul George is one of the softest players in the NBA. Stop it. He can. I don't know about that. Off the court, I don't know. He's like on the court. He's not that soft. This is a this is a soft open man. I already pressed record. You're on. You're on, coach. Oh my god! Why do you do that, Brad? <laughs> you are I like it. It's natural. Yeah. You oh yeah. See us in our ele- element. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're gonna leave Caruso alone for a little bit here, but I, I think he is a better <laughs> uh, a winning player. But I mean, obviously. What he had to do for Los Angeles was go out there and defend, dive on the floor. So, like, yeah. he did have an identified role. He did start in the finals. That's the thing. Um, like, I'm telling you, like, crazy. if he if he gets the opportunity to play, like, meaningful minutes and be, like, a starting point guard, he won on the Bulls. But, like, he's demonstrated he can do There's just not enough spots, though. Like, we can go, we can say he's a good backup, backup guard, but there's just, the point guard position is probably the most stacked in the entire NBA. My point, my point is that, you know, if I wanted to build a team where, like, I needed to pay, like, a bunch of max players that weren't point guards, I'd be happy starting Alex Caruso. Oh, Tweet his own, you know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. <laughs> I love this pod. All right. This <laughs> is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show. In the midst of uh, Olympic play, uh, free agency frenzies, uh, Summer League just started yesterday. So a lot going on in, in the world of basketball, even the TPT tournament just concluded. I, I, I keep up with that. The big three. So uh, he got basketball. a deal to do that hit the game winner. With who? Uh, I gotta check. I think like the Raptors signed him. I gotta check again. Yeah, but I got some it right here because I sent it to somebody and I said, "Man, I used to watch this when it was like five people in the stands. Now, dudes, you're getting the." Uh, <laughs> um, he, he signed with the Indiana good. Pacers. He signed Pacers, with the Indiana okay. Pacers. Yeah, I saw that uh, Landale, the the starting center for Australia, got signed by the Spurs. That's so very good for cool. him. He's shooting fifty five are- from deep. Those are good players. Like they're players that kind of been yeah. playing overseas or got overlooked in college. Like those are those are players. So I like I like what's happening there. I yeah, I, and I like, of course, I love Olympic Rubio. What yes. what a beautiful performance he had against the United States, dropping thirty eight. And hey, if they don't take him out in that second quarter, I don't see us going on that run. And that that was a big momentum shift. Uh, there's only forty minutes total in a FIBA game. And if I'm yep. playing against the United States and I'm Spain and I've never beat them before, I'm I'm rolling my guy out. He like 
he's got to tell me I can't play. I'm too tired for me to sit him because you saw they had nothing outside of him as far as they ran the entire offense through him. And um, it was magical. I, I love ever, watching Roby, uh, Rubio being a, a score for change. Most ever uh, points scored against the U.S. Olympic team. So if, if Rubio's dropping 38, I'm terrified to see what Luke is about to do. <laughs> yeah, they got to get past France. That is uh, That's gonna be something a tough we one. got all our eyes on. He's never lost for uh, Slovenia. That is 17-0. Um, That's absurd. Amazing. He's got uh, Goran Dragic's brother, um, Zoltan, yeah. going crazy. Are you, you sure it's like a brother coach? Six threes? I am I am positive I've kept up with the Olympics did before. You, this is uh this is a factual you, brother thing. Did you check ancestry.com? You made sure you went through all the, the highlights and, and you got it. I got I got that right. one. I got a double just, check. Also, you if you followed Goron Dragic on IG, he uh he's done a lot of celebrating his brother this yes. week. That's cool. Uh, Kev, good news. Uh, the Kings, I don't know if you checked out the Summer League yesterday. Are you familiar? No. Davion Mitchell drops 23 in his first contest. He was all what? over the place. We're already in Summer League? Summer League started yesterday. Wow, Mac, I did not Mac know that. Mac McClung for the Lakers. How did my boy do? My boy Mac. He had, um, he had some highlights. He's not playing as many minutes as I think, but I think he played like 14 minutes, had like 11 points. He's That's ridiculous. Getter. He should be. He should be playing like all of them. Like he should be. I know he didn't get drafted, but like yeah. who else is gonna, you know, fill that role of like getting Joel, buckets off the bench? Joel Ajaye is starting from Gonzaga. They got two of the top players that didn't get drafted. Um, in Austin, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the Lakers. Uh, I love what the Lakers are doing, man. Let's get to it. So obviously they traded for Russell Westbrook. Um. Uh, then they signed Carmelo Anthony, Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, uh, Thalen Horton Tucker got um, re-signed. So, and you have Kendrick Nunn. Um, what is you, you said you like what they're doing? So, um, Brad, take me into your into your mind. What do you what do you think the, the Lakers did here in this offseason? So, I'm I'm one of the people that even last year, like I thought a healthy LeBron and a healthy AD was the best team in the entire league. I don't care about KD, Harden, and Kyrie. They have never done it together. LeBron and AD have. And honestly, with if you have two of the top five players in the entire league, I think you got a shot to win every year. So with that said, their biggest problem last year was that they couldn't stay healthy. Or at least both of them couldn't stay healthy at the same time when it mattered. So what do you do when you have the team, you have the players that can win, but you need somebody, you need a third player that can carry the load, you go get one. Like Russ is Russ is the kind of guy that like it doesn't matter if LeBron or AD's there, like he's gonna carry the load by himself and he'll win you some games. And that's what they get with with Russ and provided that, you know, LeBron plays some point and you know they they all kind of put their egos aside, which, you know, they're professionals, they will do that. I think that's gonna work perfectly. And they're not going to miss a beat when one of them is hurt. And on top of that, you're surrounding LeBron with shooters, right? Like, that's that's always been the key. If you surround LeBron with shooters, you're going to win because he'll hit the open guy because he draws so much attention. So the players that they're adding, you know, you look at guys like Carmelo, who, you know, he's he's been wanting to relive his glory years for forever. And now he's going to get a chance. He's going to get legitimate minutes. You know, you got guys like Kendrick Nunn who can put it up in a hurry. You know, you got Trevor Ariza. They've got a bunch of young, well, young talent that can shoot, and they also have older veterans that have won before and they know their role. And if called upon, they can give you exactly what you need. So I think people are looking at, like, the trades through the wrong lens. They're like, you know, they they gave up too much for Russ or that Russ can't shoot and that's what they need. They're already good. They just need to fix the problems they had last year. And I think they've done a great job of doing that. So I love their moves. Yeah. Well, my first thought was, man, this team would be badass in 2012. Uh, but I will say, <laughs> like, I love the Westbrook move. Like, all those people saying they'd rather have Buddy Heald. First of all, you probably never watched Buddy Heald because he plays the Kings. And second of all, like, th- that doesn't make sense. Like, you need – got to have a superstar. 
Russ is a superstar. I, I'm going to be a Russ Dan for the rest of my life just because he's a family guy, he plays his ass off, and he's that dude. Yeah. So I'm going to be that guy. But him with LeBron and AD, that's what you need to win a championship. And so mm-hmm. when you're looking at what you fill around him, I think they've done well. Melo has shown he has something left. And I think that yeah. he'll fit well. He'll have that scoring ability. I like Wayne Ellington. Like, I've always kind of liked him. I think they fit the need in the role. So when you're talking about who they've gotten there, um, I don't know what Trevor has left. We talked about Trevor on the show, I think, like a month or so ago. Like, yeah. hey, who are these guys? You know, does he can he be a 3 and D guy still? Maybe a 3 guy. I don't know about a D guy, but he definitely can be in, in between there. So I think uh, I'm more worried about the, the 3 aspect. I think he can still defend. He was starting for Miami um, towards the late latter part of the year, and he was kind of plays that four position. It's if he if he can shoot, you know, thirty seven percent from the three point line or above, like that's a gift. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I agree. I agree with Kevin. Like I don't know about the D part, but I assume he'll be able to to shoot some threes. Like that's the skill that you can continue to develop as you get older. So I, I and I agree with you completely about Russ. Like people are acting like he's some awful guy. Like the dude's thirty-two. Look at what we're look at what we're giving to Chris Paul. Look at what we're giving to Kyle Lowry. Like Russ is gonna be just fine. He's just coming off averaging another triple double. Like he's fine. If you're worried about efficiency, okay, I get it. But I, I think I said this in our group chat. Like the same people that don't like Russell Westbrook also don't like Allen Iverson. Like you just have to watch the game to understand what he actually brings. You can't look at efficiency efficiency metrics all the time and when yeah no uh, god what is his name the dude that covers the warriors uh beat writer i think it's marcus thompson uh i i went off me and him got in an argument i'll have to send it to you guys a couple years ago because he started talking about when kd left to the warriors he said the main reason was because russ is a bad teammate and I was like, nah, nah, man, you ain't you That's ain't insane. not throwing that out there. And I had like five followers and I literally just was like, this is the dumbest take I've ever seen. And I went off on him and I was like, That's the type of guy you want on your team. Exactly. Like I think the Lakers needed a guy like Russ that when they're down and when maybe LeBron's not scoring well, because they can go through those lulls. I I mean, coach is a LeBron truther, but LeBron will go through those lulls of like, he just plays passive. He's not really there. Anthony Davis has kind of been hurt and off and on, and he can kind of go through that passiveness. I'll tell you who's not freaking passive is Russell Westbrook. And Russell maybe will win those two or three games in the regular season that matter. And then you get into the prime playoff spot where you're at. Like, I'm not worried about Russell. I think he fits very well with this team like to me it's the lakers and the nets if they stay healthy like that's Absolutely. where i'm at right now that's and the just... lakers are the favorite if you ask me yeah lakers and six over the nets that's my <laughs> take on that uh so the moves i mean now that they've got they, i guess they have 12 players on contract you, you can't see the full picture at first you're definitely hesitant because when you have a roster construction with russell westbrook you do need to surround with shooters but it's a hypothetical before you get those guys in camp. And we do know that Carmelo Anthony shot his career high from the three-point line, averaging 14 over there in, in Portland. He can still put it up. At this point, he's a power forward, and I think he will fit well with AD. He is not a slouch defensively. He's Yes, he doesn't have that same quick step point, that coach. he used to have, but he's – he. I mean, he bodies up. He can guard yeah. the fours of He played the great defense for Portland this year. He did, and, and, and of course, that was a terrible uh, defensive team, but he held his own. I mean, in the playoffs, like, he was matching up against Jokic, and it wasn't like – They weren't like giving he, him minutes. He was doing better than a lot of, like, the other guys. And They gave him, like, 20 minutes, and that's it. Like, if they had given him more, you know, maybe they would be better defensively. I'm with you. And apparently AD is on board with playing a lot more. Five, he's been very reluctant to do this in the past. I think getting Dwight Howard back was huge. Um, he provides yes. really good quality minutes when he's in. He's physical. He's a really great rebounder. That's one of the things that uh, Russell brings to the table, too. I think he'll lead this team in um, shot attempts. I think that, like, he's, he's led his team in shot attempts, I think, basically his whole career. Yeah, it's not as efficient, but um, he gets you 12 rebounds a game and 12 assists. So pace. And, pay, and, and the Lakers were not great on the yeah. boards last year. They re, It was really weak. Uh, they went with a different direction with the bigs. They thought they had upgrades with Gasol and Trez, and it didn't really work out that way. McGee and Howard were apparently better fits, and they get they get Howard back, and if you get AD playing a lot more uh, five, you can have a closing lineup of AD, Carmelo, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and then whoever's shooting well. Because Wayne Ellington, when he's hot, he's yeah. a flamethrower. Same thing with Malik Monk. 
when those guys get it ripping, um, they're they're out there. And then Kent Bazemore is a hustler. He he's gonna lay yeah. out his body and he's gonna defend some shooter. of these these better players. Yeah, like and, you got and honestly. Go ahead, go ahead, coach. Yeah, he's really developed his three-point shot, and that's something that um it was tinkering. Like he might not be in the league anymore if he didn't develop that. Now I think he shot a career high forty percent as well last year. Yeah, like so. it's. It, I, I just Rob Palenka has done a hell of a job. Like I, when it happened, I was like, you know what, I this guy seems like a backstabby dude. We'll see what happens. And all he's done is just great moves from his entire from the moment he he stepped in the office. He's just made great moves. Year after year, day after day, a lot of people rave rave about him, and like they really like him as a as a person. I know Kobe, I know that's his former agent, but a lot of people like have really good things to say about Rob. And it shows by by the talent that wants to come there. And and, you know, look at look at what happens every year. Like you know, he's not done when when you know the trade deadline comes around for this upcoming year. They're gonna add more shooters. I don't know what they'll package, but they'll add more. Like there's nothing. There's nothing to be worried about with this Lakers team. Like, even if you were worried about injury, they now have the pieces to withstand it, you know, provided it's not like a season-ending thing to, like, a LeBron Russell's or been AD. very d- durable his whole career. He had that fluke knee thing that Pat Pat Beverly did, and then the quadricep that he but, was coming yeah, back the, off. But... He had the quads this past year in the first half, and then he bounced back in the second half and carried the Wizards to the playoffs. Yeah, I trust him to be on the court, you know, basically every game. I mean, LeBron didn't miss any games until that the, the ankle thing happened. And uh, I know the year before he had played, uh, the, the year before the bubble season, he had played all 82. So yep. um, they are old. So you have a mixture of some young guys with with Nunn, Thalen, uh, Horton Tucker, uh, Malik Monk. They're all, you know, 23 and under. But then everyone else is is 30, higher 30. Yeah. So some people are questioning, uh, are they too old? And like we said, on paper, if this is 2012, this might be the greatest basketball team ever assembled, but it's it's all about it's all about the present, right? Like they're too old for like a dynasty build, but they're not too old for this year. Everybody that's playing this year can still play and play at a very high level. Like I'm, yeah. I, that's like a that's like a fantasy, you know, a dynasty draft type of type of mindset to say they're too old. Like this year, there's not a player on that team that the league doesn't respect. The guy that I'm worried about the most, actually. Now that I kind of dive deeper and thought about it, Marcus Soule is taking a sure. step back. Uh, and, and watching him for Spain, he just did not look well. Like the Herman Gomez, uh, Garuba minutes when they were playing the United States were much better than the Gasol brothers. He, they, he said, he said, like, this is probably his last go around for international ball. Yep. Honestly, I think Dwight Howard's going to get those Gasol minutes. Yeah. You know, yeah, I agree. I, I, I think. I think I think you're right about the age thing, which is true. And hey, you know, 32 is the new 22. That's what I keep telling myself too. Uh, but I, I, I think when you're looking at the roster, what they've done, um, I think they can win it this year. And to, to a point that I wanted to bring up is that they they got knocked out early, so they have a lot more rest than these other guys. And any KD's playing mm-hmm. in the Olympics, a lot of these dudes yeah. are playing in the Olympics. They're not, and so now you. Point they're going to be fresher than probably a lot of teams out there. And so give them, give them credit. I mean, they're building it for this year and you know, LeBron's got what two years left, maybe one to two, like where he really has that door wide open. So, I mean, this is oh, it. You got them. coach gritting his teeth, man. He don't like to hear that. I know. I, well, my I opinion know. on that is he's going to play till he wants to, and I, I will never count him out. I'm not going to put a, a, a two year date on him and shoot. Tom Brady's about to hop out there 44 years old. I know it's a different sport. But uh, if as long as he's engaged mentally, I, I don't I don't know you know if my if my team is coming back like this and I got I got Russell and, and AD to lean on maybe that buys you a couple years like maybe it's like that's oh, the fair. point like that's Easy why money. he wanted to be on that team right like he wanted somebody else to take the torch while he could like turn it off and on you know well, and I think Bronny, he's gonna be around for a while. Ronnie's a sophomore, yes. so two more years plus that's another right. one that means three years. He said he always said he wanted to. Being the league when his son. Ronnie looks good, man. Oh yeah, he's got a. He's, he's got finally a getting those. He's got a trigger. He's finally getting those minutes now. Like I, whatever, because uh, he was coming off that ACL injury. Whatever minutes restriction he was on, he's off that now. I've been watching some of his highlights on YouTube. 
The dude looks like a stud, and he's like a, a kid. Wait, 16, 17? He's a really good um, shooter, and it, yeah. he just keeps getting more and more bounced, doing more uh, dunks. And, and playing it's at, his vision. He's got LeBron's vision. It's right. it's really crazy to see he's a high school player. He's a very poised uh, basketball player. I don't think yeah. he's going to be like a top you know, top tier player of, of his uh, draft. But I think they, they we're looking at an NBA player know. in the future. Oh, that's no doubt. He's definitely an NBA player. I think he's a top tier in the class because uh, you got to remember, like he's playing with, you know, guys that are like top five in the nation and he's a sophomore. So like he's not going to get those those minutes that other people his age are getting, but he will his when it's teammate, time senior time. His teammate Amari Bailey is Whew. is one of the best players in that class, and that's a lottery he, pick. We won't see him this this year, but the, the year after that, because he's Next he's only a junior. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Um, so we're switching gears a little bit here to uh, LeBron's former team in Miami, and they made some splashes here in the off season, and they signed Kyle Lowry. Uh, or a trade, I guess they, they send uh, Precious Ochoa, they do a little sign in and in, in deal with uh, Goran Dragic. Um, they bring back Duncan Robinson at a, a four for 90 mil uh, to solidify that starting five. You'll see uh, Tyler Hero being their sixth man. They also add two NBA champions, uh, PJ Tucker and Markeith Morris. Uh, does they this make and the Kyle Lowry? Part? Well, and, and Kyle Lowry, who's a champion, so. The pedigree is strong over there, Pat Riley. Um, it never seems to amaze us, uh, but this is uh, looking like a, a, a legitimate threat in the East. Kev, what do you think about Miami, their offseason, and their, I guess, their season trajectory? Yeah, I think, I mean, I like what they did. They obviously went and splashed in there. You know, Lowry's 35. He's been, this is his 19th year, I believe, or 18, something like something crazy like that. He came in at age 20. Um, I'm probably doing math wrong, but it's somewhere around there, like 16th, 17th year. Like he's been in the league forever. It feels like, um, I like that fit. I think him and Jimmy are going to be there, you know, and, and shout out to, you know, I think it was Brad that talked about Duncan Robinson going to get a big deal. And he did. I think that's the highest deal ever for anybody that went undrafted. So he set a record for the highest amount of money that's anybody ever made being undrafted. Uh, I love the PJ Tucker move. That's probably my favorite, favorite, like kind of under the radar thing. Cause we know KD hates him. And that's a big loss to the Bucks, I think, just because of what he brought to that team. And so I like what they did. I, I don't know, though. I just don't see – I love I love their fit. I love actually what they have. And I like, and Lowry's a very upgradable point guard for that position. But are they better – does this make them a top three team in the East? I think they're borderline number three and four-ish. Them and Philly, I think it's it's close. But uh, depending on what Philly does, I, I've hated what Philly has done. So probably in that three category. But do they have enough to get by the, the Nets? I don't think so. But I like what they've done. They had to do this. This is how you kind of build. And, and I, they, picked the, they picked the right pieces. Brett? I agree. I, I think um, especially with the P.J. Tucker move, I think it was – brilliant not to let him go back to Mil uh, Milwaukee and get like pennies. I think PJ Tucker decided, look, you know, I'm, I'm at an age now where I need to get all the money I can before I bow out. And while I'm still useful and PJ Tucker is so interchangeable on defense. It, you see how he was used in Houston. You see how he, he was used in Milwaukee. You know, he was just as important a piece to getting that championship as Giannis almost like what he was doing defensively was incredible. Um, PJ Tucker was an incredible get. Kyle Lowry, I think, is a very solid get. They definitely, that's an improvement over Dragic, at least defensively. Um, offensively, you could, you could make a, make an argument either way, but I think Lowry's a better three point shooter and he's got that, that finals experience. And then on top of that, you know, Miami's known for having the most stringent, you know, body weight and body fat requirements in the entire league. I remember they didn't let James Johnson even play because he was, you know, a tenth of a percent over his body fat limit or whatever, and he was still like chiseled up. What I don't know what that's going to do to Kyle Lowry. I'm <laughs> sure it's gonna it's gonna make him, you know, he's he's known as a pretty thick boy around the league, but yeah, I think he's gonna come back chiseled. It's probably gonna he's just big his, bone. He's just big <laughs> bone, right? It's probably yeah. gonna prolong his career, but like whatever it is, like I think Miami's gonna be great for him, and we know he can play. Um, I think this makes Miami the third best team in the East, but I'm still I'm not afraid of them. Like I think it's a two horse race, so third team in the East doesn't really mean anything. 
I'll, so I'll go and um, I'll make the argument for Miami being le- legit, legitimate. Now, they're not my favorite. I mean, clearly, I think we all have the Nets here. Um, but I think that they do pose a big threat defensively. That Isn't that unit- crazy, Coach? How, like, we all have the Nets after the Bucks just won the championship? <laughs> well, I mean, they did play a Nets team that had – you know, a hobble James Harden and no Kyrie Irving. So I mean, in a game game seven with the toe on the line. So like, (laughs) I think you want to, you have to keep that in mind when we're thinking about the bucks that they're not like unbeatable or undestructible. They did lose to Miami just the year prior and Miami didn't have Kyle Lowry at that time. That's right. They had Goran Dragic that was playing insane, but uh, Kyle Lowry is a super upgrade, especially defensively Uh, as a catch in, in three shooter. Uh, he brings it. He's a he's a leader. He's going to do all the extras. I think well, him and Jimmy are are really good friends. I think that's going to be a, a, a vibe, especially with uh, Adebayo, which he could be the most versatile, versatile defender that we have in the league. Um, I know that Ben Simmons kind of gets that praise, but I think we really need to take a look at Adebayo. I think he's a top three defender in our NBA and we're seeing that in the Olympics, he's just all over the place. He's a really good passer. Him and Duncan have a good relationship. And then Duncan Robinson, he's like 6'10". You got, he's playing the two. Um, six, eight. And, and it's six, eight. If, if he, he feels like a, a Might six, as well ten, be six but, ten. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I'm that's right. still pretty, that's for, it's still pretty good size for a shooting inches. guard. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then if, if, if uh, we can get hero back in the mindset of playing, <laughs> playing basketball, not worrying about what happens outside of the court or where, where he's going to go, um, after practice, uh, <laughs> he could really embrace that six-man role and he could be a really, really good Man. shooter once he has an identified role. And and I feel like he could run with that. Hero's going to be just fine. I, I think people are really panicking on him. Like, that dude, it's a sophomore slump, right? Like, a new role His numbers weren't team. worse. It just was no. the, because of his bubble play. And I think that was, was the best a mindset thing for change. him. Put yeah. Him, put him in the, in a resort where he, all he can do is hoop. He can't bring whoever else to the hotel and it's just him and just basketball he excels that was a good situation for him hey, he went to the finals hey. so he was feeling himself last year hey man young kid in miami coach yeah. come on yeah i mean you know come on it's i was good. a young kid in chico and i was doing that stuff so i don't tell my <laughs> you wife do got, like, you do gotta have concerns though with his maturity uh, I don't, yeah I, he's a kid like he's gonna do kid things I think a little adversity in his career is going to be very solid for him. He's going to come back very strong next year. He's a you've kid, seen, but so is like you've Luka seen his flashes and and like uh, come Trey, on. Trey Young is is a kid, but Trey Young is like. But Trey Young also had he had he had a he rough some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young on. had some rough stuff going on. This is he broke out this year, but you know Trey Young's older than Tyler Hero. Like I, I'm not I'm not worried at all as long as you see flashes from young kids. You have no reason to be worried. And Hero's shown his flashes. He He'll just never needs lose to continue his, his confidence. He's one of our He'll better, never lose better shooters in the entire league. So he does have that working for him. All right, another team making a big splash this offseason. It's Chicago. Uh, Chicago is giving a, handing out a lot of money to retool that guard uh, backcourt, bringing in Lonzo Ball at a 85-mil number that um, – he could have got 80 on the extension with the Pels, and they said, no way, he's not near worth that. He ended up getting that, plus uh, plus another five. You got DeMar DeRozan getting a new look uh, from the Spurs. That guy is still an exceptional player. still a, you know, a 22, 6-6 six and six guy. Uh, and got he, paid he, like he it. Gets, he, gets a fresh, he gets a fresh look, and instead of being like a third, fourth fiddle, the idea was maybe he's going to go to the Lakers. Now he, he gets – Putting the front line over there, the Bulls, and you got Zach Levine, and so I think he'll go with the three guard lineup to start. And, Vooch. and, and Vucevic, and then uh, Patrick Williams will probably be your starting uh, power forward, and he showed some really good defensive versatility. He started all okay. year last yeah. year, so he showed I, good. He showed, yeah, he was real good on defense. Yeah, and and he showed signs that he could become a, a three and D guy. And I, I know I pegged him as probably a bust the, the year before, but I I like what I, I see too. out of Patrick Williams out of one year. I think he's got he's got really good room to grow, and he's out there guarding the best player on the other team. And you know that that's one weakness of this Bulls team is the defense. So you're bringing Alex Caruso off the bench. So what's our thoughts on <laughs> the Bulls' new um, lineup? It, it, I mean, it looks cool on paper. Kev? 
I don't know, man. Like I, 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 uh, I made a joke to my Bulls fans. I said, "You guys are gonna an amazing six seed that loses in the first round," um, <laughs> and they got mad at me. But I, I, I don't know. Like when I look at the roster, you know, I like Alonzo. I actually don't mind Alonzo. Like that's actually you know fair. It's like Alonzo's like, yeah. very good. Alonzo's good, and I've, I, and I think that with uh, Levine being there, I think they fit. Like that's a good fit for him. Like he picked a perfect spot to go to where he can kind of, it'll extrapolate kind of his skills and his skill base and he'll look good. Um, he doesn't have to do too much. And there's going to be games where he doesn't have to score and that's okay. You know, DeMar, he's okay. Uh, he's always been kind of that guy in there. Uh, I think when you're looking at just Chicago, I think it just comes down to how good's Levine. Like, what do we think Levine is? Do we think Levine is uh, the dude or do we think he's a filler point stats all-star? And is that really what he's going to be? Can he take that next step like all these other young guys? Uh, I don't see the Trey Young next step in him, though. Like, I don't see that kind of next step. I know Coach likes Levine more than I do, but um, no, I don't no, see Actually, it. no, I'm, I'm right with you. I'm, I, okay. I'm not a big Levine guy, but KD does, right, Brad? KD likes <laughs> some Zach Levine. That's true. Go, go ahead, Coach. I want to hear what you think about the team. Okay, so for me, I am intrigued to see Levine a little bit off the ball and somebody else creating something for him it's been all focused on him and he's been able to kind of overcome that but I think when you have a player like Lonzo Ball um, it, he's one of the best uh, transition point guard he'll he gets the rebound he goes he I could see him throwing full court lobs like we like we used to see LeBron and, and D-Wade do back there in Miami uh, DeMar Rosen it, it's a good change of pace and then in the half court he can go get you some buckets I think that it's really cool that they'll probably make the playoffs like we're, we're looking at a top eight team and yeah they'll probably lose in that first round I don't think they have enough defense uh it, and, and Vooch is a really good player like you gotta you got some big names I don't think that they're what we we just talked about some of these Eastern Conference teams and what they have that this team doesn't have is the other end which is defense and chemistry and so when they when they run into teams like Miami when they run into teams like Milwaukee and in the Nets, you want to get in a shootout with them, you're, you're just not going to win. So I think that you're just a little bit outmatched. Uh, but I do like, you know, them trying to do something because Chicago's been bad yeah. for years now, ever since the whole Derrick Rose thing happened. They have not been good at all. Yeah, so I'm, I'm probably in the middle of both of you guys. Like, I, I agree with a lot of what both of you said. You know, I, I think the Bulls GM is doing, like, all the right things and that, like, they're going for it. Like, he's trying to put together teams with big names with people you can count on and he's paying like he's not he's not it's not it's always been like a constant rebuild since Derrick Rose left and now they're actually going for it this is no doubt a playoff team where there's somebody there's somewhere between like four and eight but they're there and I think they're gonna have a lot of games where you're like okay can they do something this almost reminds me of like the Portland of the East now like they've got a lot of big names with players that can do a lot of great things, but that's I a don't fair comp see them. as far as trajectory yeah. and season like I, outlook. Yeah, I don't see comp. them. I don't see them as like a finals contender. I don't see them as a top echelon team. I think they're going to have some games where they beat some of those top echelon teams, but they're not. They're not that as an identity. I think this is going to be a better two K team than it is a real life team. Um, I I think. Coach, you brought up a great point with the defense. And then offensively, I think they're going to be one of the slowest teams in the league, like pace-wise. Like, I don't think of Lonzo as a run-and-gun point guard. He's more of like a half-court, he'll make the right pass or hit a three. He's that kind of guy. And Levine, you know, he's got those crazy highlight dunks, but they're not a fast-break team. Vucevic, if they go through him, you know, that's going to be slow. He's a post-up guy. DeRozan, he's he's a mid-range He's a mid-range guy, but he's he's really he's you know he's gotten his three point the last year, but I still think of him as you know predominantly predominantly half court mid-range shooter. I think in today's game, you want three and D, you want three point shooting, you want pace, and they really only have a handful of players that do that. So I, and they're not going to start like a guy like Kobe White. You know he's a good pace guy, but he's 
what is he six seven eight off the bench now like i, I don't know well, thank god he's on the bench now because he is that kind of like <laughs> that, that, that six man score and it was it, it right like he can get high and shoot but he's just not a, he, he's but he's not tough a, to depend a lead on. guard a lead point guard i think him and him and caruso coming in together off the bench will, will lori markinen lori markinen was the, the kind of guy now he's yeah. just the la- last chip to fall because but um, he's the they, kind of guy they need but he's He's going to go somewhere and get money. paid. Yeah, so yeah, the, the sign and trade, though, is still there. And so we'll see what they do. With that. that is the last domino to, 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 I guess, fall. So I was definitely going to mention that. And, I, and they were playing him as like a four and a five. And he's really – he's a two or a three. He's just super tall. Like they've, they don't, they've mishandled him this but they entire need, time. But they need him. He, That's the I thing. I hope he gets in an opportunity where he can showcase – he is a really, really, really good shooter. And, if he was um, on that team, I'd like them almost more than, more than uh, Miami. It's just but, a bad. It was a terrible fit with Vooch. It was. It's a bad fit, yeah. and so I, I don't know. I I think this is going to be a team that wins some games. I think Chicago can be excited about what they have. They can even be, you know, optimistic. They can probably convince themselves that they're, you know, a, a finals bound team, which is what you want to do as a GM. Like, what with with the Wizards, when Beal and Westbrook got together, I was thinking to myself, okay, we get a third, or we sprinkle in a piece here, a piece here, we could really contend. And that's what you want. Like you want your fans to be excited about the team, and I think their GM has done that. So I like the moves, but they're not moving the needle to a championship contender to me. And I like Billy Donovan as a coach. I'm curious to see what he does with the offense with this type of firepower. It's gonna be slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess when I first thought like Lonzo to to Levine, I'm now I just thought like, oh, there's only one wide receiver. Like everyone else is blocking. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, just yeah. no one downfield. They're like, okay, well, all we got to do is watch that one guy. And they're not going to be like defensive specialists. So it's not going to be like a bunch of steals and then outlet pass for the fast break. Like they're not that team. So it's just going to be slow half court offense, which, you know, they'll be good at it, but it's, it's not the, the recipe this year. And, and Kev, to touch on that Levine thing, I, I have him way lower than a lot of people do on their big boards. Like I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't giving him any All NBA. I mean, yes, the COVID thing really messed with him on that. But I wasn't giving him any any thought really. He was more outside of that top thirty players in the league as opposed to top fifteen. I just don't. Your, I don't. I don't buy into him. I, I watch him play that. on Team USA, and it's like he's on his own. He's coming up a little bit. He, he had a few right. games. Yeah, he's, he's all right. Not, he's just not like when you look at all the other players. I just like see him as just like a, a step behind everyone, like Booker, Holiday, uh, Tatum, KD, Dame. I think he's just like to me, he's just lower that. than all of those guys. The thing he's got to learn is how he he's been playing on bad teams for what, like you know, the last couple years, and so his he's entire up, his entire career. Yeah, he's picked yeah. up some bad habits, and he, the thing I think that he's gonna have to develop is like how do I play within this team. How can we make sure that, you know, it's not just me getting 28 shots? How do I make sure that everybody gets involved? And but, the gro- the growth for them is going to have to be key. But the Olympics could be huge for him. So that's always so, something too. to watch because everybody gets that Olympic bump. Like there's a real thing playing with dudes like that for 11. It'd be like us, Coach. If we're teaching with 11 amazing teachers throughout the country, inevitably yeah. we're going to get better. You know, your I know you're, grows. I know your you're a PE grows. teacher, so you, you don't really need your mind. But, you know, when you have yeah. those different, like when you have those things, like you do get that bump. So we could see Levine getting that bump. And we touch on defense. cognitive aspects as well in physical education. <laughs> go ahead, bro. In Levine's defense, like I don't. I don't think he's picked up a whole bunch of bad habits. I think on all the teams he's been on, he has to be the primary scorer. He has yeah. to take 30 shots. So I That's fair. And that in that aspect, he's done exactly what he's supposed to do and he's probably gotten better every single year, right? Like he's one of those guys who has that positive trajectory. There's not really much more you can ask of him other than to learn how to fit in with and play defense. Three three <laughs> new stars and that's hard to do. So yeah, I know I, he's I out know. there trying, but he's still a bad defender. He still gets he's a horrible hit, defender. Hit back door all the damn time. He's but on so the is, back of his heels, like. But so is Dame, right? Like we, it's it's all good. You just gotta you gotta get in where you fit in. Accentuate your accentuate your positives, like I Giannis. Did, I have noticed some negatives to Dame's game. I don't know if this is the right time oh, to talk about really? it. Oh, really? Wow. Good. You're so coming on board. You coming so, on board with us? This no, is called growth, coach. No, no, right. no. But I don't know if it's a if it's a USA team thing, but 
the way he operates on offense is very perimeter driven and it's very to the three point line to the step. He's not I he saw, I saw hero ball. He, he doesn't He's get in the lane that well. Like he doesn't nope. play make like like he does it sometimes, but like like I thought that's what's missing about this USA team that Drew Holiday's brought to the table. But like you think about like Steph Curry, James Harden. Those guys, yeah, yeah, they they hit threes, they shoot threes, but they get in the lane. They really do play make. They create space. They get people that to to hone in when like Damus is looking for that pick and roll and and either step back on you or then jet to the cup. But it's 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 almost selfish. Like it doesn't get everybody else involved. It doesn't make anybody else play uh, play better. We've been saying. He but KD doesn't make anybody play, play 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 better either. He's still a weapon, but yes, the fact he that he's he's three he always scoring. draws double teams, and he'll 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 always make the right. He'll always drive to the hoop if the if the lane's open. If if he's got an open shot, he'll shoot it. Like he, KD is. But so Lillard's a better teammate, so that's why I kind of think. What like, does that mean? How, why do, why do you say that? Well, you won the award, teammate of the year. Just vote oh. on the on players. Like, <laughs> it, like I mean, my fault. It's in the trophy case. All right. Um, you and these awards, coach. You and these awards. I'm done. These laws, I, quit. They get... <laughs> I quit. Didn't Kevin, truly, didn't Kevin Harden win the MVP that one year when the players yeah, were voting? Hey, he won like, back to back to back. I can't. Uh, I that's can't, a celebrity game. That's I can't argue with that. If I say, if I say, why is he a better teammate? You bring the heat of like he won teammate of the year. I can't argue with You would. No, you would. You got it. That's all you. He actually won that award. All right, uh, news of the day. Kimba Walker gets uh, bought out Ooh. and goes back a home. on that. I like that. Say that Cardiac. again. Kimba. I love Kimba. Um, and <laughs> and the last Kimba time. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, he does have those those ties. And so he goes back to New York, a a great um, New York point guard. I remember Cartier Kimba, like when it really the buzz really happened when he's in the he's in the conference finale against a great Pittsburgh team. And he makes uh, McGee fall like two different ways. Hits the hits the buzzer beater. That happened in Madison Square Garden. He's a player that's made for the garden. Um, it, 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 the injuries were hampering him last year. I love that he gets a new look here, and then I can I feel like that defines Derrick Rose's role uh, to be uh, more of that bench spark, so that he's not playing too many minutes. Because you know Tibbs loves to throw his guys out there in minutes, but you got to hold back on Derrick Rose with his injury history and the fact that he's getting um, older. So they get cardiac Kimball Walker. They sign Evan Fournier, who's playing out his mind for France. Um, then they, they draft two defensive guards and Quinn Grimes and Miles McBride. What do you like about uh, the New York Knicks offseason? And do you think this upgrades the team, Brad? I hate I hate every single move the Knicks have made except for signing uh, Derrick Rose. Um, the reason the Knicks turned things around this year is because of defense and because of Tibbs. They signed Kemba, who plays no defense and has problems staying on the court and is now going to get an onslaught of minutes. And then they signed Fournier, who also I don't think of as a defensive guy, though he does play some. And uh, I, I just don't – it doesn't fit their their identity now. And you're also hurting R.J. Barrett, who has made such tremendous strides playing point guard and shooting guard, and now he's going to become the full-time shooting guard. Like, I just don't – I don't get it, man. I, I don't think this makes them better. I think this takes away the development of the young players that have come up. I think this takes away from some of Randall's pr- progression because now he's going to have to cede some usage to, to Kemba and uh, Fournier. I, I just, it almost seems like these moves were made without consulting Tibbs. Like, I just, I don't get it. This is, that's very interesting um, take. Kev? What do you got? What do you got to say about that? Because I, I I have a difference of opinion on this one. The Knicks, are, this is this is terrible. But the Evan Fournier, or I don't even know how to say his last name. Fournier. It's like Batty. It's like Battier. Remember? Yeah, Battier, that's great. Right? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't watch. I don't watch French basketball players. Yeah, don't Google it. Uh, I did when I was a little kid. I would say <laughs> that that deal is the worst deal for agency. You cannot give him $78 million because he doesn't fit Tibbs' team. Like, that's not what they do. Where does he fit? So I was trying to figure out, like, the roster construction, what they have. So they're probably going to put, what, RJ at the two. I'm assuming they put Kemba, obviously, at the one. They put him at small forward. But 
he's not going to – yes, I think he averaged, what, 15 points the last, you know, at Orlando yeah. last, whatever. God, you know, I, Alec Burks could fill that role and you could you yeah. re-sign him for cheaper. Alex Burks was incredible last year. Yeah. I, that, I, that, I, I, I hate all of these moves except for Derrick Rose. Him and Tibbs have like a magical relationship and he plays defense and he, he's been getting like 30 minutes a game and, and he's staying healthy like – I think Derrick Rose needs to go wherever Tibbs wants him to go and just keep doing that. Like, I love that signing. They even paid him, which made me feel good. I want Derrick Rose to get all the money he can. But, uh, I, like, I'm with you, Kev. Like, I just, none, nothing that they did fits the identity that made them a playoff team last year. Yeah, and, and is New Orleans Noel worth $32 million over three years? Like, I is he like is he really worth that like I, I just feel like they're reaching right now to be there is no way this team wins i mean we saw what they did in the first round last year they had that they needed scoring kimba can't really stay on the court and if he can't fine but is every not a score yeah is he worth 15 points for that amount of the money they spent like i just don't see what their roster construction is looking like i just don't understand what the knicks are doing i feel like they threw money at people that they shouldn't have and I just don't think it fits very well. And I don't see them making after the, I mean, I, I still make the playoffs probably. Uh, but you got to remember, they made the they made the playoffs after Julius Randle had one of the most all pro years of he's ever exactly. had. If he regresses, this team could maybe miss the playoffs. And that's crazy to think. And about. he's and he's going to regress because now he's got to cede some of that usage to Fournier and yeah. Kemba now. Like it's it, every this undid all the progress that they made last year. And I, I, I just don't get they could have signed. They could have signed DeRozan if they wanted to and kept everything in motion and then got scoring from DeRozan. Like, what What are you doing? Like, oh, they could have signed Kyle Lowry. They could have done so many different things. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't think that they could have done either of them. I think they, they the both of those players had control over where they were going. I know that uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Lowry to Miami thing had been but, in, but they in were rumored. for a long that time. That was all and rumored. Now, the DeRozan thing was a lot more uh, likely to happen. Uh, so this is this is where my bite back is a little bit. Um, they in the playoffs they struggled with offense, people being able to create their own shot. Julius Randle struggled heavily when he was that number one option, and they were going to him that entire time. Nobody else on the team can create their own shot. So like I know, yeah, we're talking about the young guys and their development, but. Fournier can get his own shot. We saw him score 27 on, on Team USA two weeks on ago. On Team USA? No, no, and, no. You saw that Kimba, in Olympic ball. You didn't Kimba, see that. You didn't see and, that in yeah. NBA. And Kemba was an all-star. Yeah, okay, but like he's he's an undeniably really good shooter, and he can create uh, – he can actually get he his own create. shot. He, he can, does not create – he's never demonstrated he can create in the NBA. He's a spot-up guy. No, he's not. That's not it, though. And it's he's real like, good. He's real good at. It. I'm with he you there. He can wiggle a little bit. I, I, so look, I don't want to be defending Fournier because I think that is an awful contract as well, Kev. Like, I, <laughs> so I don't want to get start doing that. But I that that my bite back was that the offensively the, in the playoffs, Derrick Rose was their best player. Um, Kimball Walker, I think you try. I don't know what type of contract he he's signing off of the buyout. I'm sure that he's kind of gambling on himself and trying to get a like probably a, a one year contract where he can get. He can sign. He can sign a bigger contract after the offseason. But you take a gamble on Kimball Walker. Or he was a, you know, a multiple time All Star. Like it. it, it yep. I know the writing on the, like last year was really bad. Look and, and and he was banged up. But like he has an entire offseason and maybe he comes back healthy and motivated and fresh and playing in his hometown in New York. Kimball Walker could have a resurgence, and I could I could definitely see you know the New York faithful getting behind him and him I'll having say this, a good coach. season. To your point, I don't think the Kemba we've seen the last two years is Kemba Walker. I think the Kemba we saw in Charlotte, that's Kemba Walker. Yeah. I just don't know if we're ever going to see that again. That's that's my argument. And even if we do see it again, with the money and the draft pick that you invested in R.J. Barrett and the new defensive scheme that has propelled you into a playoff team, why do you decide Kemba's your guy? That's that's my argument. But but to, I, you might be right, Coach. Like if we get Kemba of Charlotte, we're talking about a completely different. That that makes me and Kevin wrong. Like the defense part doesn't matter because they'll be getting thirty from Kemba. Well, in the playoffs, you can put the ball in his hands and he can operate much like a like Trey Young was, you know, killing New York on the other end. If you get you know prime him, 
it is something to worry about when theoretically a knee thing a knee knees definitely make you question my biggest thing is, I know we need to move on, is like when I look at the roster, where, okay, so if you say Kim is the guy they're going to go to down the stretch, that's fine, but where does he rank in the Eastern Conference finals of all those, or Eastern Conference Good of point. all the dudes you want to have the ball? I would say he's outside the top 10 of even those guys. Like you're looking at just even if you go to the Nets, you're going to want all three of those guys before you're going to want Kemba. You go to the Bucks, you, you know, you want, you love Giannis. You want Giannis to hand the ball in his hands over Kemba. I would. Giannis has actually shown he's more of a consistent free throw shooter than Kemba sometimes. Kemba struggled at the line Oof. in Boston. Like That's Kemba true. struggled in clutch. So you're looking at, would you, would you rather have Middleton than, than Kemba down the stretch? Yes. So, you know, when you're looking at those two top teams, and we can go through them all, but we don't have to. Like, I, the thing that worries me is who's going to get the ball, who's going to score consistently, and can he stay healthy? I, I don't I don't like it. I love Kimba. I just don't like – I don't like the fit. I don't like what the Knicks are doing. But, but the Knicks to are coach's point, To Coach's point, like, he might have he been bargain basement. Like, you might have gotten Kimba yes. for super cheap, in which case, why not roll the dice? So well, I, do, I, gave, I do understand. If you gave yeah. Fournier yeah. that much money, you gave Noel. I mean, I know they had more cap than anyone else, uh, but you uh, he probably didn't that's, get, get a big contract that's, here. That's he was the thing, just looking coach. for an opportunity. That's what it was, Coach. Like, they had more cap than anyone else, and they thought they had to spend it. So they just spent it on players that they could get as opposed to players that they should have gotten. They got, that's I, so, always the recipe for disaster. To leave this, I think that they got better. I just think that the other teams in Eastern Conference – got better too and they're they have no chance of getting out the first round so like i i see your you guys's point it's cool to have new york though even in the playoffs to begin with it's a it's a small victory and in chicago as well some of these bigger market teams that have kind of been out for a while so i don't know um yeah i'm not gonna (laughs) go out there on the (laughs) limit and say like they're they're really good (laughs) but i do like the kima thing and i'm i'm intrigued to watch it uh play out now i hope you're right I hope you're right, because I I like I like seeing Kemba succeed. Brad, we're going to start this one with you, uh, Devontae Graham, who you've quoted as a a, a max player. They draft <laughs> uh, Lamelo Ball, and his his position at that uh, that head lead guard kind of took a a step back. Um, he did fit in decently with him and, and Rozier, even though that you know the ball wasn't in his hand as much. He's he shown to be a quality. A he couldn't He's, find a shot this past year, but no, nah, it was it not. was it was broke. But he he did provide yeah. um a, like assists, and he was doing some of the other things. He gets to the line at a high rate, so he still has parts of his game that are still effective when he's not shooting the ball too well. I think his 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 stroke will come, come back come back to form because of how he played the year before. They also get Valanciunas. This is the New Orleans Pelicans, so we're fitting around Zion. We got uh, Devontae Graham instead of. Lonzo Ball, Valanciunas is your new center. They draft uh, Trey Murphy the third. It seems like a a great three and D in Herb Jones. What do you think about the New Orleans Pelicans and uh, and obviously they signed uh, Willie Green as well, Brad. And and by signed um, Green, that's their head coach. Willie Green is now their new head coach. Yeah, I. So I'll characterize everything by saying I think Zion's gone eventually. Like, I don't think he's going to be with this bye team bye. much longer. Yeah, so with that said, um, I think you still got Brandon Ingram. You still got Zion. Valanciunas helps, but again, that's a slow-paced guy. Not a great defender. Graham, he is an improvement on the offensive end over Lonzo, but you're going to miss a lot of the playmaking ability that Lonzo had. You're going to miss the chemistry he had with Zion. Zion had said he wanted Lonzo to be, be back, and they didn't bring him back. Um, I, I I don't really think much. I, I'm, like, neutral on these moves. Like, I just don't think of the Pelicans as a contender. I don't think of them as a developmental team. They're just almost in limbo. They've got a mix of good young stars, older vets, and, like, players that are trying to, you know, revive their, their careers almost. So I... I don't really think much of them. Um, they're going to win some games. They're going to lose some games. They're nothing to call back upon. I, they're going to be a team that during the trade deadline, when you need a piece, you're going to say, oh, how much is Brandon Ingram? Oh, how much is Devontae Graham? Like, how much is Valanchunas? You're, they're going to be a team that's selling at the trade deadline, I think. So they're not really building anything. I just thought of it because Ingram did get a 
get one of those extensions do you is are they are they a possible ben simmons trade partner if you can get ingram for for simmons and and some other things because at some point you got to try to save zion by any means necessary and we don't know if necessarily that ingram and zion are a good pairing uh ingram is a really good player he's proven that uh but do they necessarily fit and have a trajectory going forward as ben simmons ben simmons would be great for the pelicans but they don't have anything that philly would want i don't think you'd lose so much even if it was brandon ingram like you well they do have draft capital Right, they have they need, all the they're Lakers. Not, they're not playing for the future. They're trying to win the championship. They want players. Yeah, they are playing for the championship because you because the NBA. I, I will say, like, I love Brandon Ingram. I, everybody knows in this show, I like Ingram. Just as a Duke guy, I, I, the, the problem is, like, I literally just came out a story today from the actually, like, you know, like an hour ago, talking about how the Pelicans' brief saying the Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram duo doesn't work, and they talked about how Ingram does most of his work from 10 to 20 feet mid range kind of, he, he is that kid and Zion is going to do most of his work from within the, within the arc. So the problem is, is that they just don't really fit to get well together. And I go back to remember when they were talking about how bad the Lakers got fleeced in that trade for Anthony Davis. And when you look at it now, they really didn't. I mean, Lonzo brand Lonzo's gone, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, three first round picks and, and, and including that fourth overall, which, which we know what that turned into. So I, I, I think the Lakers, oh, what I, I, I still yeah. think the Lakers, I think the Lakers won that deal. Like, and so when you look oh, at the oh, deal, what they no did, doubt. and it's just funny to me when I see that stuff and it's just like, no, they got the best player in the deal. That's what you look for. I, I the, as far as the deals go, I mean, this doesn't do much for me. They're, they're in a weird limbo spot and they got to make Zion happy. They got to figure out a way to do that. But Zion's the type of guy like Giannis that you have to build around and they're not doing that. In fairness, like I don't think anybody's ever turned down that rookie extension. So when it does come, that's going to help. Like they're going to be able to offer him a lot of money, but if he chooses, like he can make, he can make enough money outside of the game for him to just choose to go where he wants to go. I think he's gone. And I think that's what he's going to do. Well, and if he wants to get one of those, uh, you know, two hundred dollar deals, two hundred million dollar deals, two hundred dollars, two hundred. That's that's how much money they get. It's like you know, two hundred dollars. <laughs> Yo, that's coach, the equivalent before, for us. before we leave, because I think we're running up on an hour here. What? All right, I, I've nobody's talking about this. I don't think Kawhi is going to play next year. Like we, he tore his ACL late in the playoffs, and you know that takes at least. You know, give or take a year to heal, and then he tear. left. He left San and well, uh, tears a tear, and he know. left San Antonio. Anything. He left San Antonio because they were rushing his knee along, and he didn't feel he was ready. What do you think are the odds that he doesn't play this year? And he, and he opted out. Like, what do you think is going to happen? I think he opts or he signs some type of uh, contingent contract with the Clippers. Stays at home. He gets he gets healthy. He, he sits the year out. He's not, he's not playing this year. I agree with you. I don't see him on the basketball court. And the Clippers are going to just – like Paul George is probably going to have a, a terrific year, uh, all-star and all of that. But um, I think they'll just be waiting for the following year. And we just talked about people that hit. Like we talked about Anthony Davis. That was a hit. They won the championship. Drew Holiday, they gave up a haul. They won a championship. It was worth it. Now, for the Clippers, they gave up everything. And at this point, it's a complete dis- disappointment. And um, if I'm a Clippers fan, I am nervous, though, because you don't know what's going on in Kawhi yeah. Leonard's head. So yeah. uh, I, my indication is that he, he comes back. But, again, I don't, I don't know what Kawhi is doing. A lot of people thought he was going to go to the Lakers. Uh, like, that was the favorite. Always like the Lakers or Clippers or, or you go back to Toronto. But it ended up being the Clippers, and really no one really was – like on top of it, especially then when you find out Paul George comes, like mind blown. Kev, what do you think about uh, Kawhi and the state of the Clippers? Yeah, you know, I think Kawhi, from everything, it's, you know, it's weird because usually in free agency, the top guy gets signed and everybody else gets signed. So there's something out there saying like Kawhi's probably not going anywhere because if there was really any indications of it, I think a lot of teams with cap money would have been like, all right, we got to wait because there's a chance we could get Kawhi. But I do think that he sits out a long time. And there is a possibility that he's going to sit out for more than half the season. 
the Clippers are in a weird spot. We've talked about that, how they built that team, that roster. I do think Lou's a good coach, uh, but with Paul George there, can he be that guy that, that kind of propels them? I do think they have some odd fits on that roster. Uh, I think he signs like a two-year deal, maybe like an extension, two years, and tries to get to around that $40 million if he can, depending on how where their cap space is at. Uh, but they got to win. I think, I think they're the most, like, if they don't win this year, I, there's going to be some serious doubts about them, but I don't think they do win this year. I think those other teams passed them by and I, I don't see it being that, that, that cut and dry that the Clippers are there. Uh, but I, I worry about it. I, Kawhi is an interesting person. That's what I'll say about him. Like, I, I, I you can't I read him. I, I got all that. I feel like he's going to sign a one and one. Like he's going <laughs> to get paid to be hurt and then at the end of the year have an option to either um, get back on board for another year or just or leave. They he did. Like, they get did paid nothing. like 37 mil just to not play a single minute. They did practically nothing in free agency. Like, I don't know. Do they, do they think that like they, they would have won the championship had Kawhi not got hurt? Like, why would they not do any moves? When you look at your counterparts in the Western Conference and what they've done, yeah, they retained um, a Batum, um, and then they they got a couple of young guys in the draft, including Keon Johnson. But like, yeah, like to same thing point, with, they haven't addressed the roster. Same thing with Portland. Like, you know, Dame oh. is he's on the precipice of of demanding a trade, and he just wants to see you guys build a better team around him because what you have isn't enough. And then you go get Cody Zeller. Like, what are we? What are, what's <laughs> happening here? They traded for Greg Brown, who's very raw. It's not has no impact on right now. They lose. Uh, Zach There's Collins. no way Dame is confident in his team right now. They gave um, they gave uh, Norm Powell a pretty good, con- a, a pretty hefty contract as well to be there. I so, guess and they and they guard. lost. They lost with him making half that, and yeah. now he's it's going to be even harder. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't. I think Dame's out of there eventually. I don't know I, when, but he's gone. I do kind of want to squeeze one in. Um, I like what the Jazz did. The Jazz got Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside, and I think those two guys are are big for for their team. I don't necessarily say that that puts them over the edge, but their backup center uh, position with Favors last year did not work out well. I know he was a familiar face, but it was did not look good. What do you think the Jazz are missing? Gobert does. What are they missing? Yeah, like what's going to get them over that championship hump? Because they can't. (laughs) Mitchell's not been giving it all he's got. Like they've I don't better than Donovan Mitchell. <clears throat> like I think like I think just, you gotta you gotta move Rudy Gobert. Like he's just not. No, he's what you can't play him. He, he gets played off the court in the playoffs. Like what do you? They attack him. Like what? He he didn't get played off this year. That, what that happened in the past, but he did not. He, he was defensive player of the he year. Was still and he was attacked. Part of that team. He, he was, was attacked this year in the playoffs. All, all NBA. He should have got played performer. off. What, what I do think, they need? They need Joe, they need Joe Ingles. Like, I, I, unfortunately, Joe Ingles is a good player, but you need somebody that's a little bit better that can create their offense outside of Donovan Mitchell. It's way too much on him. Mike Conley got hurt. Let's not let's not forget that he didn't play until that last game of the series. That was a huge blow to that team. Like they they just had injuries hit him at the wrong time. Donovan Mitchell was on a on a half an ankle as well. Like I'm not making excuses for. It sounds like I'm making excuses for Utah. I just don't think they're as good as the other teams in the West. They're a really so you, damn good team, but you they're think a team they that can't scoring. get overrun. You think they need scoring, and they got Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside. Oh, now Rudy Gay is a is is a good guy that you can put in and plug into that like your final lineup. Like I th- I think that he's he he he's an upgrade on Georges Niang. Um, I, I like Whiteside as far as those center minutes when Gobert's off the court, they're not going to get killed like they did. When Gobert actually did take a seat in the playoffs, you've seen the other teams just go on these huge runs and, and favors getting dunked on. Kawhi put him in the rim. Uh, it's just it, 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 they their role players just honestly got to be better. And I guess maybe that's me making an excuse for Donovan Mitchell, but he played outstanding. He was amazing again in the playoffs. So. I just think that the like just kind of like how they're not as good as where Portland's not as good as them, but sometimes the t- other teams are just better, and you, you might have be a 50 60 win team. But you know, so the Utah Jazz a long time ago was a really damn good team with Carl Malone and, and John Stockton. You know what they they couldn't do? They couldn't beat Michael Jordan. So it's sometimes the other guy is just better, and they don't have that heliocentric superstar so i guess that's where it, it it's a level between that's donovan mitchell and 
you know, the LeBron. I mean, you're pretty hard. You're pretty hard on Philly to take to take that stance, man. Because I I could say the same thing about Philly. Sometimes the other guys just better. I I, I just think yeah, if but you're that close every year. That means you're a contender, and you can you can look at Milwaukee. You can win a championship if you're knocking on the door every year. They're knocking on the door. They need something, and they continuously stay the same. Only difference that is Embiid has a, a, le- a different level that he get, he can get to. You, than, you that were Donovan saying the same Mitchell thing can. about Mitchell. Yeah, I, but I didn't put him in tier one. Like like okay. Embiid was a you didn't is, yeah you're is right. a top five top ten player, and he like when he when he's rolling and he was like the best player in the NBA for a lot of last season. Like Donovan, as good as damn good as he is. And I love Donovan. He's not in that tier. He's in, he's in a lower, he's in a lower case. He's not, you know, he's top 20. He's not top five or 10. That's fair. Kev. Any, any last farewells for uh, Luis Scola and Pau Gasol, who are now that this is their fifth Olympics. Uh, Scola is averaging 20 for Argentina and uh, one of their, you good. know, a, a bad team. Yeah, he looked good. It, it, he had like that, uh, that final hurrah towards the end of the season where they, he kind of got a curtain call. He got a lot of playing time. He produced. Any memories from the two? Because this might be the last time we're talking about these guys. Oh, obviously the Pau Gasol, Kobe. You know that yeah. championship that was that's probably the lasting memory i have of pal but i i think he's trying to get back into the league as well so we'll see it might no, not I be think, as no, i think that, no i think it's done and the way it went in the olympics was very bad it was really hard it was an eyesore to watch um but to your pal gasol moment uh, it, him overcoming that first loss against boston and really getting punked and beat up. And I don't know what him and Kobe did in the offseason, but he came back and he was a man when they came back from 3-2 and they actually won the championship. So uh, a shout-out to, to Pau Gasol and that development. And to go, you know, he's one of our better foreign-born players of all time. And he's a, a future Hall of Famer, if you ask me. And I, hey, I don't let everybody in. I don't know what you guys are saying. I don't let everybody in, but... Uh, Gasol gets in for me, and, and, um, and shout out Stola for his, you know, for being this good for so long, and really being um, one of Argentina, Argentina's greatest basketball players of all time. Gonna finish with a little plug talk. Wherever you find your podcast, go follow the Triple Play Fantasy franchise. Look out for our baseball, basketball, and football pods that drop every week. Our Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel gives you content every day. This includes Coach's Corner with myself and Coleman, Movie Minutes Review with Brad and Johnny, Super Fantasy Bros with Jacob and Kevin, Fantasy 15, Sports Arguments in 15 Minutes or Less, Between the Scenes with Marty and Mac for everything fantasy baseball related fantasy foodies with d mindy and his crew check us out we got everything you need we're gonna continue to grind make this podcast number one pick like paolo Bonchero in 2022 check us out on twitter and ig at trip play fantasy thanks again from the entire triple play fantasy family for tuning in